welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Welcome to this episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious Podcast. I am so happy to introduce to you one of my favorites. Kristen Dewan is on the podcast, and Kristen is a certified hypnotherapist, author, Reiki master, and owner of The Healing Woods, where she works with people wherever they are in the world via Zoom. Kristen specializes in soul-deep healing of the subconscious and ancestral level to release you from the blockages you have that keep you from the life, love, and joy you yearn to experience. She is your guide through the world of shadow work to make sure your subconscious mind is in alignment with what you consciously desire in life. Welcome to the podcast, Kristen. Thanks for being here. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, I think that this is such a powerful work that you do. And I know we're going to be talking a lot about the power of the subconscious mind. And I first met you gosh, years ago at an event where we were, and it was so powerful for me. You were talking about the subconscious mind and all these old stories that we hold on to. And I remember that you burned them in this fire. And that night I had to make a decision. It was really important for me to decide. And I had this astral travel. I was dreaming or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And I was in this old workplace and I realized, oh my goodness, this is where I truly felt limited and my abundance. And I burned that place on fire. Now this is all in the astral plane. So like making sure everybody listening knows this. But the next day I felt so much lighter. I felt empowered. I was like, oh my gosh, this shit works. (laughs) I loved it. And then I've worked with you on one-on-one sessions too. But could you tell everybody, you know, what is the subconscious mind and what is shadow work? Yeah. So that's really interesting that you dreamt about an old place of work because how the subconscious mind speaks to us is through dreams. You know, our conscious mind comes up with stories and words and all those kind of things. But the subconscious speaks back to us through images and uh, emotion. And so I actually love that you had your old place of work come up, because that's your subconscious mind showing you that era of life. So however old you were during that place of employment, that's kind of where to focus on releasing any old patterns or beliefs or, you know, traumas or anything like that. So it's beautiful how the subconscious mind works. So your subconscious is 88% of your mind's power. You know, we use about 12% to make our decisions, to have our goals and our plans and what we want to do in life, what we want to be. And then we've got the subconscious that records all of our knowns. We call them knowns. Like, we know what we believe because we were taught at five about what love is or what money is or what even health is, right? Like, oh, you need to be careful. This family gets this particular thing. 
So then, you know, you're growing up thinking you're going to get this particular thing when you're a certain age, right? So it's basically like a tape recorder that just takes in information around the the years of zero to eight years old. So we like to say that the subconscious mind is like your inner five-year-old running your life. (laughs) Yes, I can see that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And so the mind is so beautiful. You know, we have all the tools that we need if we can just access all of it. So with the brain as a whole, you know, we've got the conscious, which is 12%. We've got the subconscious, which is the 88%. And it's basically like a database that keeps all of our knowns, everything that we feel about ourselves, about the world, about life, everything. And there's a little tiny, like, gatekeeper between the two that is called the, um, it's basically like the criticizer. It criticizes like what your, what your thoughts and beliefs are. And it's called the critical mind. And so, you know, between zero and eight years old, we're just believing everything we're told, good, bad, indifferent, all of it. Santa Claus is real, you know, I can fly, I'm a fairy, you know, (laughs) all the things that we kind of, you know, make believe and learn and, and listen to with our parents comes in as truth. Around the age of nine, we start to get this critical mind and it starts to think like, I don't know about that. I don't know if I believe that. Let me, let me figure this out. And maybe we stop believing in Santa Claus. We start to listen to our own music, want to wear our own clothes, not the dresses mom wants to put us in, right? And what ends up happening is our subconscious is always working. It's it's trying to keep us alive. It's making sure that you're breathing. It's making sure that your blood is flowing, making sure that you're blinking, you know, and you're not thinking about all this stuff consciously. It's just happening within the subconscious. So when you have a decision or, you know, a goal willpower is within the conscious mind, right? That 12%. When we make a decision, like I'm going to talk about myself, I've lost 150 pounds in the last few years using the power of my subconscious mind through Reiki, but also 100% through hypnosis. And so I had the decision, like I knew, right? Like I decided like, I need to lose weight. I have a lot of weight to lose. This is not healthy. I need to make the right decisions within food and exercise and all the things. So 12% of my brain was on, on board with that. Then there's the habits, right? Our habits are within the subconscious. So willpower, right? I need to eat this. I need to not eat that. I need to drink more water and I need to move more. That's 12% of my brain. The 88% is like, yeah, but remember when you were a little girl and cake made you feel better? Or why would you want to not do this thing that's going to actually keep you alive? Like, like oh, it's just so deep that, and that's why we call it shadow work. It's, it's what lies beneath the surface. It's the work that needs to be done on the emotional level, the subconscious level, the ancestral level, right? All these things that we're not really dealing with consciously, you know, day to day, but it's always an anchor that keeps us right where we are. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. You know, with the habits being in the subconscious, I had to go beneath the surface and I had to teach my my little girl, my inner little girl who found out that cake and, you know, the only thing that she had control over was what she ate, but she did it in the wrong way, right? She's like, I'm going to eat whatever I want because it makes me feel better. And 
I'm going, my parents are going through a divorce and I'm not really happy with myself, but this food, I can control that, right? So that pattern was deep, deep within me. And so here I am in my 40s, still in that pattern, right? So it wasn't until I went back and did that inner child work, really just taught her. I had to reparent myself. My parents did the best they could, but I am 100% in control of how I parent myself today, right? And that's that deep inner work is like, how am I going to heal myself? How am I going to save my own life? And it's through teaching her how I really want life to be. So I started doing that around, you know, 2019. And then I really dug deep, you know, when we went into uh, 2020, <laughs> that beautiful oh, yeah. year where we all just went within whether or not we wanted to. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> we did. So you started in 2019. What I'm interested to know when you say you dug deeper when you're digging deeper, do you start to notice more patterns or the reasons why you're doing this? Is that what you mean by that? Oh, yeah. Well, and, and even digging further into the past, right? Like when you're working with emotional things, there's always a reason why you call that certain person or that certain pattern or that certain you know belief into your life. And if you go deeper and deeper and further into the past, sometimes it's even ancestral, right? Like, mom or dad believed this thing. And so they taught it to you when you were five, you're not, you know, money, let's talk about money, right? There's a lot of money patterns, like I can only get to this much. And if I go above, then, you know, the subconscious pattern is, well, either I lose that client, or I get a big bill that takes, you know, that abundance away, you know, and a lot of times that happens because we're little five, six, seven, eight-year-olds playing and in the other room, our parents don't think that we can hear them, but they start arguing about money and, and there's not enough money and money is hard to make. And, you know, so it's, there's, it, it just goes so deep. And, and when we work on it at the root level, right, like the, the inner child level, that's when we can start to open up all these beautiful areas of healing, not only for ourselves, but for our parents. You know, when I started using hypnotherapy and really just working on my inner child, my dad was an alcoholic my whole life, like literally my whole life. He would wake up, drink, drink, drink. And so I learned that from him, but it wasn't alcohol. Mine was food, right? Like, so my, my addiction was food. And after, you know, 40 years of that, when I finally kicked my dragon to the curb, right? Guess who stopped drinking? My dad. <laughs> it was so amazing. It was like once I did the work on myself, it's like that energy and that work went out to my dad, you know, where I learned it from, right? Yeah, so, yeah. that's really beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So I'm loving this conversation. And we're going to take just a quick break. And when we come back, there's going to be a lot more for you. All right. So stay with us and we'll continue the conversation. This episode is sponsored by my free Spirit Guide Masterclass. Inside, you'll learn the five C's of Spirit Guide communication, your role with your Spirit Guides, two proven effective strategies to stop second guessing yourself and your intuition and the single most important step to understand your intuitive guidance, along with four ways to perceive your spiritual intuitive messages. 
You'll also be getting a workbook to go through this class as well. You can join at messengerofspirit.com forward slash free class. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings, but I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition, but I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. It's always interesting to see, you know, sometimes I'll call that like the domino effect. You know, we can get to the source point. It's like all the dominoes fall into it into place. When I used to do past life regressions, I would see a client come in and would get to a source point and they hadn't talked to, let's say their child in years. And all of a sudden that child reaches out and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And what I love about what you do and the work that you do is that it seems that from what you've said, you can work on so many different things. Hey, if you want to lose weight, we can do this. If you're wanting more abundance, we can do this. If you need help with sleep, I know this personally because we work together on it. You can do this too. <laughs> so what are some of the most common, I would say, things that people come to you for to work on? Most common lately, just because of my own journey, is people are seeing me as the poster child of my own work with all the weight loss, like the before after pictures and everything. And are like, wow, you know, like I want that. So I'm working with a lot of people on weight loss. I've also worked with a lot of people with quitting smoking. That's a big one, you know, just self-limiting beliefs, fears, you know, the fear of driving um, and a lot of deep, deep inner child work. So when, when, you know, I work with somebody and they get into a package with me, I've been opening it up to more than just the hypnosis because hypnosis is a huge tool. It 100% is. And I changed my life and saved my life with it. And there's more to it, right? It's like you need to hit it from all different realms. So the Reiki, you know, also they're like energy work plus the hypnosis. It's like working on the mind and the energy together is so beautiful. So we dig into different areas and yes, do readings. I do past life regressions through hypnosis, but also Akashic past life readings. Those have been really, really beautiful to show people like, yes, your soul wants you to go on this path, even though like maybe your parents or friends are like, what are you doing? And the soul is like, no, this is what you need to do. It's, it's, so it's beautiful to be able to, you know, know that even when things get hard and maybe there's losses and, their self-doubt it's like no keep going and then they find out later like oh, if I would have turned back then I would never have the beauty that I have today you know mm. so yeah it's literally almost anything <laughs> can be <laughs> with with working on your roots right like like yeah. your beliefs and who you are like work love health like all of it like it, it just starts to flourish when you start tending to the roots of the garden right <laughs> mm. Yes, I love that. I think I'm one of your clients. You've been energetically calling in 
for weight loss <laughs> after two surgeries of, and sitting on my butt for six months of healing time. I've been saying to my husband, I need to talk to Kristen. So I'm really happy that we're having this interview right now and that you're approaching it from different means too. You've got hypnosis, but also energy work is so powerful. And I love that you have that available. But also, I'm interested in how you got started in this healing work too. Like, you know, what brought you to this place? That is a wonderful story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like you said that you burnt everything to the ground. Well, I literally did by accident. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I grew up very spiritual. Like, like I just, I talked to fairies. I I wasn't the girl who was playing with Barbies. I was digging in the dirt and making what I called fairy soup out in my mom's yard. And, you know, just really connected to the elements and to nature. And early on around 12, I found tarot cards. So I started like studying tarot and I always had a connection to spirit. I just didn't know what it was, right? I was a teenager. I was just kind of like, you know, blundering around life, trying to like get through like all teenagers are. And then around, you know, when I was 23, I I started studying different religions and knew that there was something more out there than what I was taught as a child, which was Christianity. And I called out for help. And (laughs) <laughs> I didn't, you have to be careful when you call and ask for things because I definitely got the help, but it came in a way that I could never have foreseen. So I was depressed. I didn't like where I was living. I was living in a huge party house and, you know, just super not wanting to live anymore, basically. And I lit a candle. It's called a road opening candle. And people who are magically inclined are going to know that that is a candle that you burn when you want like blockages to be released. And you know, you want to be able to move forward towards what you want. Fell asleep while that candle was burning. And um, well, (laughs) the, the night before I lit the candle, I had a semi truck accident with a semi truck. And so I came out without any, you know, my car was totaled. And I was, you know, having trouble sleeping because of it. So that's why I kind of lit the candle and I was meditating. And then when I fell asleep, the next thing I know, my cat is like scratching at my face to wake up. And I open my eyes and I see walls of flame around me, trapping me in my own bedroom. And my cat got out the window okay. And I had to literally run through a wall of flames to save my life, basically. So I had third degree burns over 30% of my body. And it was at that moment, you know, semi-truck accident one day, house burning down the next day, where I was like, okay, life needs to change, apparently. Like, I'm not on my right path, you know? And um, I ended up in a burn ward. And it was in the burn ward where I had the third thing. It it came in three, right? The, The first two had happened, and now I'm in a burn ward. And I started having skin graft surgeries. and. It was during the first skin graft surgery that my body didn't like what they put me under with. And so my heart decided to stop. And so they had to, that was number three, (laughs) they had to resuscitate me. And when I woke up, I remember that there was a decision made. I, I could hear what was going on in the surgery and I could hear them saying like, we're losing her, we're losing, you know. And then I remember a decision being made like, 
I'm coming back. And part of me was like, what am I doing? Why? <laughs> it's so beautiful up here. I'm not feeling any pain. Why am I? But I decided to come back. And I literally know what it feels to be death warmed over. <laughs> right? Like that's yes. that felt like like it took me almost two days to be able to like eat or move like I was just being watched you know and once I came back I knew there was a reason I knew that I wanted to write a book about the experience I knew that I wanted to finally start the band that I was never you know (laughs) I never felt confident enough to start like I had all these plans And the doctor, my surgeon was like, well, I'm so happy you have all these plans. Because I was like, I can't wait to get out of here. Oh, my God, get me out of here. He's like, it's great that you have all these plans. And you need to grow some skin before we can let you out of the burn ward. I was literally raw all over my hands, my arms, my legs and my feet. And so it was at that moment that I had like the dark night of the soul. Like I was so excited before. And then when he told me you have to stay here and keep having skin grafts until your skin is better. So that's when I really called out for help. And I was like, I'm strong and I get it, but please help me through this. And that's when I felt this energy come through into the burn ward and start to like, I felt it suctioning out the pain, suctioning out the burns. And I left my body and I came back in And when I came back in, I felt such a deep sense of love and peace for myself that I never had. Never. I mean, never. And so I still had the burns. I still, you know, had the burns going on, but the pain and the inner turmoil was lifted. And two days later, you know, the the surgeon comes in and he looks at my skin. He's like, wow, you've really made a turn for the better and you're going to be out of here in a week. So it went from like, we don't know how long you're going to be here. You could be here another month to literally getting out after this energetic occurrence. And so at that point, you know, I'm in my 20s. This is like the 90s, right? Like uh, we didn't have Google. You you can't like Google like Reiki or I didn't even know what Reiki was at that point. You know, so I went on a huge journey to find out what that energy was And I went to shamans, I went to crystal healers, angel healers, like you name it, I went to it. And that's when I found out what Reiki was. And so I went to my first Reiki session. It was the the closest to that energetic, that, that, you know, divine energy that I felt. And so that's when I realized I'm going to learn this. I'm going to write about it. I'm going to talk about it as much as I can. And that brought me into where I am today with starting the Healing Woods, you know, doing Reiki for others, teaching Reiki. I wrote a book about, you know, my journey with Reiki, Baptism by Flame. So, yeah, that's the the fiery beginnings of the Healing Woods. <laughs> oh, wow. But definitely fiery beginnings. But I was just entranced with your story and I kind of forgot we were doing an interview. Like, oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> wow. This is, this is a lot. And I know that you've had such really stand out moments through your journey too. You know, that's how it started, but it's also like you're doing these amazing things and you've really worked with this energy to help you just throughout life. And you're talking about your weight loss journey and that's an amazing story as well. My decision was to lose weight, right? So consciously, I used my conscious mind to say, I need to lose weight for my health. And then the critical mind, that decision goes through the critical mind. And the critical mind goes, okay, cool. 
this is your decision that you're making with 12% of your mind. I'm going to now go back into the 88% to see where all your knowledge is stored, right? And so, you know, it goes back into the, the subconscious mind and it realizes, but wait, food made you feel really good while you were going through hell. Why would you want to let go of that? That's going to put you in jeopardy. And I'm not allowed to put you in jeopardy. So I'm going to kick that decision back up. And so, yeah, you can consciously decide to eat, you know, the good food and and not have the dessert. But when something emotional happens, when you get triggered emotionally, which the emotions are in the subconscious, then the habit, the habit of eating to make yourself feel better is going to be activated. And so that's what's happening. You know, we keep making these decisions to have the money we want, to stop smoking, to eat what we should, when we should, you know, but then we get triggered on the subconscious level and that's when the habit gets activated. So what needs to happen is change on the subconscious level to the habit. So now do I not get triggered and do emotional things not happen to me? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, you know, there's stuff happening all over the place, right? And I get triggered almost daily. What changed in me now is the trigger isn't going to make me go eat. I have changed it to go walk. And that's why, you know, you're my friend on Facebook. You probably see like, oh my God, she's she's hiking again. What? <laughs> <laughs> like every day there's like a picture of a tree that I find on a hike, right? And that's what I've I've changed is to drink water and to move my body, right? Those are now the trigger. The, the triggers will now have me do healthy things for myself. Mm, I yeah. love that, that repatterning. So you have been on this amazing journey and it's not over yet. It's just evolving and changing as you grow. So where is this journey leading you now? I'm so excited. So tomorrow is the full moon and um, I'm starting on a new coach training. And so I'm learning and it's all about patterning. It's all about deep, deep inner child work, but more on the conscious level, right? Like I help people on the subconscious level within hypnosis. And now I'm being trained to be a coach to help people really just do that inner work on a conscious level as well. Because I do believe in the full mind. It's not just working on the subconscious and it's definitely not just working on the conscious. But when you put those together, plus lace in the energy, I can't wait to see who I can help and how I can help after this journey. It's It starts on the full moon and then it ends like next year. So it's like a nine month journey. And I'm so excited. <laughs> Yes, I think that's great. More tools to help. And can you tell people how you work with them? I know we've talked about one-on-ones and you and I have worked together through that, but can you tell people how to find you and how you like to work with clients? Yeah, I love the one-on-one journeys. Those go the deepest when you want like real change within your particular life because you and I will meet and talk about specifically what you want to be believing. And the magic within hypnosis is your terms, your words being fed back into your mind. So your mind takes it in as truth. When you go to like YouTube and, and find a hypnosis pre-recorded, they're beautiful and they're peaceful. They might be able to calm you down a bit, but to really change create that deep change within the subconscious. It has to be one-on-one work because I need to know what your mind comes up with and and use the words that your mind comes up with. So one-on-one is like when you have 
big changes to make. When you are looking for more of a connection, more of a connection to spirit, that's another thing that I really focus on within my work. I have a beautiful group called Spirit Craft. And so it's an online, and everything is online, by the way. I work with people all over the world online. Hypnosis is beautiful when you do it online because you're safe, your subconscious, your whole brain feels safe within your bed. When you go somewhere for it, it can still 100% work and your mind isn't letting you go as deep as it would if it knew that it was in its safe surroundings. But Spirit Craft is a full moon monthly meeting. Tonight, we're having our meeting. Every month, we set intentions. You receive some sort of healing, whether it be Reiki or hypnosis. And there is a guest. And so I have a Feng Shui master coming in to like talk about how how she connects to spirit and how she helps bring in the, the love and the money into her home. And so each month, there's a different guest to talk about a different connection to spirit because I have run the gamut. I have learned Wicca. I am a Kabbalist. I Kabbalah. I've done Hindu. Like I, I've, I've just researched and been in many different groups in the last like 40 years of my life. And I realized we're all trying to do the same thing, really. So <laughs> I'm just bringing everybody in as guests to talk about what their connection is. So I think it's really important that we connect to spirit because it really is just a connection to ourselves and the universe at the same time. <laughs> I love that. I think that speaks to a lot of listeners who are just so interested in so many different topics. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'll have students ask me, you know, what do I focus on? And, you know, I think there's such truth in so many different areas and you get to kind of keep what really resonates with you. And it's just interesting. I always say, you know, we're all light. It's just sometimes we have different, you know, shades of the light or different vibrations of the light and we can utilize this too. But this kind of brings me to two last questions, Kristen. So I know that you just told me all the things you're excited about researching and what you've done, which brings me to the word ambitious. Um, So can you tell me what spiritual and ambitious means to you? That's my first question. I've got another one after. (laughs) Spiritual to me means being in the flow, being in the flow of the universe, of God, goddess, Buddha, whoever is up there with you, just connecting to it. To me, spirituality is a language and there's many different languages to say the same thing. And to to me, spirituality is just being in the flow of your soul, being in the flow of your spirit. Ambitious is, <laughs> yeah, right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was wanting to ask. I mean, we this is a spiritual and ambitious podcast, and I was listening to you. I'm like, oh, yes, you're very ambitious. <laughs> Let's ask what this means to you. To me, it's just the calling, like hearing the calling and not doubting it, right? Like before the fire, I wanted, I I sang my whole life. I was in choirs. I wanted to, you know, sing in a band. Everybody who heard me sing karaoke was like, you have to have a band. And I didn't have, I knew the calling. I heard the calling. I felt it in my body and my brain was just like, no, no, you can't do that. You're not supposed to be on stage. And so when the fire came in, right, the ambition can be fire, right? That fire came in and took my life away. And then I was given it back. Then the ambition was like, I feel like it set that in motion for me. Because then the band came, the book was written. Now, you know, the healing woods is here. 
So yeah, I feel ambition is that fire within you and really like listening to the calling and acting on it. Ambition is action. Mm, I love that. I always say take inspired action, you know, that inspiration coming from that intuitive spiritual place and take that action. So the last question I have for you, Kristen, is, is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with as an inspiration or any advice or any kind of message that you want to share? Each and every one of you has a beautiful fire a beautiful flame within you. And even in the darkest parts of life, the loss, grief, whatever's happening, just go within. It's not outside of you. Yes, read the books, you know, get receive healings, whatever you need to do to help you. But know that that fire is really within you. And the more you focus on that fire, the brighter it's going to get and the easier it will get you through those dark times. Mm. Thank you for that, Kristen. And thank you so much for being on our podcast today. And we'll link to all of Kristen's amazing offerings in our show notes, including a free hypnosis download. All right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. For everyone listening out there, I will see you inside of the next episode. But for now, here's to stand spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review and a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerspirit.com and you can take the four intuitive languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at messenger of spirit. If you want to continue the conversation, join my free Facebook group at messengerofspirit.com forward slash group. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to stand spiritual and ambitious. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.